Welcome back to episode 9 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen a series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free where I give my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into Orishura. Released in 2013 by Studio A1 Pictures, it has 13 episodes and comes only in sub. So the way in which I discovered this series is it just happened to be the winner in the Wheel of Fortune, randomly selected from my Crunchyroll queue. So the story follows Aida Kido, a focused young man who is very dedicated to his studies. Due to his parents' divorce, Aida has a disdain for love and shows no interest in dating. This makes him a perfect target for the most beautiful and popular girl in school, Masuzu Nasukawa. Masuzu receives multiple confessions a week, spending a good amount of her time turning down offers to be in a relationship. Masuzu recognizing Ida has the same disinterest in love, she uses an old journal of his filled with embarrassing stories to blackmail him into a fake relationship with her in order to have all the other boys in school leave her alone. So we see Ida wasn't always such a stick in the mud, he had an amazing imagination that he'd express in his journal, fighting dragons, creating his perfect harem, being a poet and musician, but when his parents abandoned him after their divorce to run off with their new spouses, it kind of left him jaded in regards to love. At first we're only given the surface level of why Ida wants to study hard for a recommendation into medical school, and it's so that he can be paid well and give back to his aunt who took him in, but there's a much deeper reason for him wanting to become a doctor. This is why I wish they didn't even try to make a case for Chiwa as a love interest. Him working so hard was to heal her as his best friend. And we see him make her like eat veggies, not just meat, getting worried when she's running around too much or physically exerting herself. That was a good narrative on its own. We didn't need the unrequited love story attached to it. And I actually like his relationship with Masazu. Like when she walks into class one day, she has a smile on her face just because she knows she has him by the balls. And if you've ever had a girl, especially when you're that age, who's like popular or pretty talk to you, let alone ask you out. Ida's reaction was spot on. He freaked out thinking she had some like ulterior motive or that she was messing with him. And everyone has had that thought like, is she just pranking me? Is everyone in on this joke? And after her confession, Ida's hopes to be low key and left alone to his studies are just all gone because now he's the envy of everyone in school. So Masazu is considered very beautiful. She has the blue eyes, silver hair, and I've heard of fair skin, but she's just pale as a ghost. She's portrayed as like the popular girl who has everything going for her, but being the object of desire and hounded by the boys isn't something that she enjoys. This creates jealousy from the other girls who spread rumors about her, so using Ida would put a stop to both of these troubles for her. So we discover that Masazu's home life may not be that great, she actually physically shakes when her younger sister Mana first appears. Masazu is cynical about love just like Ida is, but she has a very evil side to her, from blackmailing him into a relationship, it was really hard to watch Ida and Payne getting roasted by his old journal, but I did really like the neon sketches that went with the stories. She also liked taunting Ida with her body, the poor hormonal teen, and she throws it around at him from time to time. Those scenes were hilarious, especially at one point she actually takes her skirt off in his kitchen. Masazu also toys with Chiwa. Masazu knew that the guy that she was going to go on the date with was an absolute tool, but she wanted Chiwa to get wrong, to show her like the perils of love. That was the wrong thing to do, but like, hurt people hurt people. Masazu wanted to drag Chiwa down to where she was. Also, slamming Chiwa's face into her lunch was vicious. I will say for a fake relationship, Masazu is pretty controlling and invested in who Ida spends his time with. She tries to hide her jealousy of Mana kissing Ida. She gets upset when he spends time with Ai at the fireworks. 
and then she crashed Chiwa's and Ida's shopping date. And even though Masazu is fairly rotten for the duration of this series, I couldn't help feel bad for her when all the other girls kind of start making organic friendships because of the club, and she always seems like the odd gal out. But then it turns out they were actually just planning a surprise for her to say thank you for starting the club. You could tell that really melted the ice around her cold heart. My favorite moment with Ida and Masazu is when she's at the pool and she's kind of like hiding under her towel as like a defense mechanism. And then when everyone's ogling her at the beach later on, Ida puts the towel over her knowing that it would come for her. I thought that was a really sweet thing. And a little fun fact that I actually discovered in researching for this review. Uh, the first part of her name stands for genuine or real. And I thought that was just a great touch of irony. So then we get to Chiwa, and I'm never a fan of the childhood friend as a love interest, and this is where it stems from. Chiwa from the start is more of an annoying little sister to Ida, and he treats her as such. So her attempts to be romantic just never fit because it was established within the first minutes of the show, Ida does not see her in that way. I did enjoy her tenacity not letting life getting her down after her surgery and rehab, and even though she's not my favorite character, I hated that she got set up on that date. I mean, that's like everyone's worst fear. I was happy Ida didn't just stand around, he went to her side, and even though he got his ass beat, I'm sure that it took away from Chiwa's embarrassment. He put the focus on him, and then she gets her revenge by Kendo beating the crap out of all three of them. And as far as a connection with Ida, all Chiwa had going for her is knowing him the longest, and then I came and snatched that away. So I's first introduced as an extremely strict hall monitor that's been giving the Young Maidens Club a hard time. Then she falls for the trap of Chiwa calling her out and hits her with a classic, I do have a boyfriend, you just wouldn't know him. He doesn't go to school around here, he lives far away, so I don't get to see him much. And then she continues the lie, just making her fictional man more and more grandiose. And Kaori was like a good friend. He tried everything to get I closer to Ida during those uh, extra study classes. I love that both Ida and I had like fantasy journals. And from their chase at the summer school to their promise of marriage backstory, I enjoyed them as a romantic option. I felt I was like Masazu's only actual competition. From I and Ida cuddled up on the fire escape during the sunset, that was very romantic. Their secret place to watch fireworks. Ida remembering who she is. Like that was just a special moment. And then she had to ruin it by whipping out the marriage registration. I was dead. I laughed my ass off. So then we get to Hime, who is my least favorite character. She was just uninteresting and really didn't even get a fair shake in regards to screen time. Masazu had her reasons for forcing Ida into a relationship, gradually building a real connection in spite of what brought them together being a falsehood. Chiwa has been with Ida for a long time. Ida and Chiwa mean something to one another. She kept the chopsticks from the first meal he ever made her, and she's the reason he found a goal to work towards. I made a promise to Ida while they were younger, and she carried that with her her entire life, truly believing one day that they'd be married. And when she was introduced... Even though it was last, she had like a full three episode arc dedicated to her connection with Ida. And Chiwa and Masazu were sprinkled in throughout the entire series. But Hime gets like an episode, maybe an episode and a half if I'm being generous to her development with Ida. Not to mention she was just a wackadoo. Hime saw Ida, a stranger, have his breakdown in front of the train station. And either her love for video games blinded her to wanting a relationship with him... Or she's actually so delusional to the point where she believes her and Ida are destined lovers from a magical past. Her reason for liking him is that she has trouble meeting people and not fitting in, and her seeing Ida being like so out there and different makes her think that she could be accepted by him. But she just sticks to this fantasy angle way too much. It's just not a good connection. It's by far the least well put together reason for any of these matchups to happen. 
The one thing I did like about her, though, is like everyone put in a great effort to make her first trip to the beach memorable. So I kind of like that little story with her. And then I just want to briefly talk about Saiko. The majority of the show, we only see her like sleeping under blankets on the couch. But when she makes her entrance, she does it in a big way. Right out of the gate, she knows Ida's relationship to Masazu is fake. And the more they try to prove her wrong, just her suspicions increase. I agree with his aunt to just pick a girl and settle things. In the end, Ida chooses Masazu and even gets a legit kiss on stage and then gets some cuddles in bed. So I was actually pumped to see him go end all the other relations so it would be official and the other girls would know like nothing is going to happen and they could have some closure. But then of course because this is an anime, one after another each attempt failed. Trying to destroy the marriage contract but accidentally getting a paper cut and putting a blood seal on it was genius. Ai's reaction by bouncing all over the room was fantastic. Chiwa throughout the series we see she's kind of self-conscious about her height so then she actually lures Ida into a false sense of security before using all her calf might to reach up to his lips for a kiss. Ida did not expect that. And the reason Ida failed to end things with Hime is just because he tried to oak crazy crazy which is simply not possible. So then we get to best girl which is Ai. I'm cool with Ida and Masazu ending up together but Ai is the number one choice. How she freaks out with Ai-chan for the win! Her running outside when she's happy, the fact she came first place in the 999 love app because, I mean, that's a great indicator of someone's love, answering one generic question, and how she becomes like all lovey-dovey during the wind slash kiss. Like, I just, I loved her. I thought she was the best choice. But with I, I can't give her that waifu status, and like, I'm, I'm with Ida. I'm not stamping that contract. As for the quote of the series, I really liked, I thought kissing is just two people putting their lips together. I enjoyed that. So I just wanted to get into a couple of highlights, the nods to different animes in this show. Ida's journal that Masazu uses to blackmail him, it looks like it has the Death Note font on it. I thought that was really cool. I've never seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, so her stealing Ida's first kiss was just out of nowhere to me. So I watched the JoJo clip right after seeing that scene and it was spot on. For a fan of JoJo, I'm sure that must have been like a fun thing to see. Also a fun moment is when it makes Masazu look like super majestic as she starts swimming in the pool, but then it pulls back and she's just flailing around before she nearly drowns. I also like Mana's evil violin music, it was really good, and the fact that she's actually not so tough without her bodyguard, she backs down like almost immediately after Masazu finally, with the support of the club members, stands up to her. And of course, this show is a true anime, we got both a beach and festival episode, swimsuits and yukatas for everyone. So now we get into final thoughts. Orishura was a fun harem romance story, the characters for the majority were great, and we had more than one good option for the protagonist to fall for. There wasn't much negative things to pick out because this show is just, it's just fun. It's enjoyable to kick back, relax, and watch. I recommend you watch Orishura if you haven't already.